I'm Jim Middleton, and welcome to Flying by the Seat of My Paints. This is the Entrepreneur Podcast designed for the artists who, like many of us, want to translate their passion to paycheck. The tips and tricks myself and upcoming guests have learned along the way are what we want to share with you to get you one step closer with topics like how to promote, how to price, how to show your work, how to become a better artist yourself. For this, our ninth episode, we're going to be talking about something I believe a lot of artists struggle with, especially early in their careers, accepting compliments and critiques. Before we dive into the weekly topic, as usual, I'm going to start with what's flying this week, which details my own personal art journey. If you aren't interested in this section, you want to jump into the main episode, uh, go to the description on the podcast. I'll list the time you can jump so you can skip this section. Sticking around to, to find what's going on with me? Cool. So I'm using this section up till now as kind of a free-form way to talk about what's on my mind. I think maybe I'll add a little structure uh, just to make it a little easier. My natural tendency is to be positive with others and less so with myself sometimes. And uh, I often focus on my failings and then uh, don't recognize my wins. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys kind of struggle with the same things, but as I, uh, you know, it's kind of thing that I want to approach it with a different technique. One that I learned back when I was in sales for quite a while. Um, deliver information even to yourself in what I call a crap sandwich. <laughs> uh, put the good things first and at the end, uh, recognizing the things you need to improve in the middle. It makes it a little bit easier to deal with the whole thing. So first slice of bread is going to be cool things going on this week. Um, I dropped off two pieces for um, the Endeavors 25th Anniversary Art Competition. Uh, Endeavors is a local art supplies company in Fredericton. If you live or plan on visiting the area, you can't beat their selection, their service. Uh, Luke and Tyler, the guys who run the store, are great. Uh, for, their, for the competition, you had to take uh, a kit, which consisted of two paint colors of your choice. They gave you a variety to choose from, uh, in either oil, acrylic, or watercolor. And then, you know, a medium to work on, so like a canvas for oil or acrylic, or I think it was cold-pressed water paper if you're doing watercolor, uh, and a pencil. So you, you only had what you're putting the art on, two forms of color, and a pencil. And everybody got an equal-sized thing, all the artists that wanted to enter. Um, so I had a, I had a, that was all you had to, to work with. And um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it was my first time that I'd ever tried oil paints which I've had lots of people encouraging me to do, and I was always kind of, eh, I don't know. I like to, you know, wait for layers to dry. I don't think I'd want to wait for layers to dry with this, but I actually did a painting from beginning to end in two colors, one sitting, and was really pleased with the results that came out. Uh, you were actually able, more than I could with acrylics, build up in layers, and that might be a question of how I'm using my acrylics, I mean, I could build up in layers without waiting for it to dry. With acrylics, I can absolutely build up layers. It dries really fast, but you have to wait. If I, tr I would often, with acrylics, I often run into the problem where I'll pull paint. So it's when I'm trying to put something on top and the layer below hasn't dried properly yet, and I actually pull the paint, and now I've actually got a spot that goes down the canvas, and you got to wait for it to dry completely, try to rebuild it up again. It's a pain in the butt. Um, and it's because I kind of I work fairly quickly. So getting a chance to try oils is really interesting. I know it's a more expensive medium. I know it can be a little bit more toxic, but I really like the results. So I think it's something that will make it back into the rotation. Uh, I'm really excited to see when all the pieces go up. I believe they're going up the end of this week. 
uh, Pecaroons and Fredericton. They'll be on display for lots of people to see. Uh, I'd be curious if people can find mine because I've made a point of not sharing my pieces online because I wanted them to be uh, kind of a surprise for folks. And I'm really curious to see what other people have made. So I'm really anxious to see if, um, if I can pick out other people's work because I know a lot of the artists in the city, a lot of great people, and uh, I'm really excited to see whatever's created. Uh, then I finished uh, and started a couple of very large personal pieces. Uh, one got dropped off already, the other one's mid-process. Um, I'm kind of building off the thought process of my big, uh, the wave painting I did with the girl with the dress throwing up over and turning into a wave. Um, I have several commissions that are on the go. Uh, I was able to create a master list to organize my commissions to make sure that everything's being done in the correct order and getting everybody in the right time that they need to. I have a couple that I would have liked to have been done even a little bit sooner. They're not due for a long time, but I still I like to get them done. I like to get them out of the way. And, and um, there's one I have that, that's got a, a lot of um, detail work in the design, so it's taking a little bit of time to kind of get it where it needs to be before I can even lay paint to canvas. So... I just I want to make sure that we're constantly moving forward. I was also asked by a local business if I could showcase a variety of my works in the new storefront. They actually um, dug through uh, a bunch of the local artists in the area, and they felt that my work really kind of matched the aesthetic that they were going for. So that was very kind and very flattering. It was nice to hear. And uh, I got, had a meeting with them, walked through the space, looked at the area they had, what size pieces they might need to fill in, what pieces I already have that might fit. And uh, yeah, that was, that was really flattering, really exciting, and I'm anxious to do that. So within a couple weeks when they go up on display, I'll make sure that I share that with everybody. Um, all right, the crap in the middle. <laughs> so while I'm busy with some things, I let other things slip by. Uh, including last week's pod. So uh, my apologies all around, guys. Uh, it's the number one thing that's been on my brain all week, the fact that it wasn't done and then sat on my brain even today, like, you know, when I'm trying to get things done. Uh, the important thing when things don't necessarily go the way you want them to go is, um, you know, just recognizing it, man. Like, laying out blame is not going to fix or change anything. It's done, it's done. But recognizing and taking action will. Um, I can say the things I need to fix. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy. I didn't bullet journal and every day, which made me lose my organization. I stayed up late some nights watching TV, which meant I slept in, had a slow start to the day. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, I know that I'm busy, but I'd be lying to myself if I said that I didn't have hours in the day that I could have done, done those things that I wanted to do. Uh, simple reality is I go into a mental state that I need to address, and I've brought it up before. When I get overwhelmed, I shut down. Writing this uh, podcast, I actually took the time to just Google that phrase. Um, when you get overwhelmed, you shut down. And that's, you know, that's something that's common for myself. And one of the, f I Googled that exact phrase, and uh, it brought me to a page about HSP or a highly sensitive person. I'm already familiar with that term uh, because my daughter, who deals with anxiety and has a therapist, uh, had her take a test which indicated she was most likely an HSB person. So I found the same test online, took the same one she did. Uh, if you needed to have um, 14 or more things as a yes, and uh, you know, it could indicate you may be an HSB positive person, and I scored a 17. So it's not a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to a therapist currently. I don't 
you know, which is a good, it's a good thing. If you, it, I think it's good to have somebody to talk, talk to about things. And, you know, I recommend therapy for anybody that if you have any questions that you think you need, you should definitely go into it. Um, but it allows me to take some insight of myself, you know, how to address the stuff that stresses me out, how to feel better and get even more done. Looking a little bit closer at your own personal issues might feel like the crap in the middle that you don't want to deal with, but I'm really glad that I dug a little bit deeper thinking about it and, and looked at that front because some of the things that they talked about that were clear ways to deal with it, when I do those things, I feel better. Those things already existed and happen now. When I get a good night's sleep, I feel better. When I get up and do some exercise first thing in the morning, get started my day, I feel better. When I check a bunch of things off my list, I feel better. So recognizing where that anxiety and stress comes and what I can do to help avoid it, that's only going to make things easier for me going forward. The second slice of bread. Uh, my favorite thing this week and some cool things coming up. So I had a long-standing uh, landmark that I was waiting to pass for quite some time, um, you know, working to be a professional artist over the last two and a half years, uh, which was selling one of my own original pieces of artwork that had it over a $1,000 price tag. So it was a, a big piece, right? So I've sold commissions over that mark, but I've never sold one of my own personal pieces. I mean, it's a, it's a large investment, both in space and financially. Um, you've got to dig something I've done and want, to, and want to commit that amount of money. It's easy to kind of say, well, I'd like you to do this for me and have that amount of money, but to actually look at one of my pieces and go, man, that's really cool. I want that. It was like a, an achievement in a video game that I was waiting to unlock. And then... A couple weeks ago, it happened twice. Uh, it's really weird. Um, it's a weird thing with achievements. We we need to revel in them a little longer. When good things happen, guys, like take a minute to actually go, man, this is really cool. You you know, put some stuff up about it. Talk about it. You know, enjoy it. Share it with people that matter to you. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a bad tendency to, you know, go... <laughs> It's weird. I've been waiting for this thing to happen since I started painting. Like I said, it's been two and a half years. I finally sold not one, but two giant pieces that were my works that people were excited and wanted to buy. And the first thing my brain did was go, cool, what's next? <laughs> Instead of just, you know, hey, man, that was that was awesome. Like, be be glad about it, right? So anyway, it's one of those things that, you know, if I can give a small piece of advice, hang on to the moments of joy, let go of the disappointments, you know, they, they don't, they'll come and go. Allow yourself to feel pride. It'll go a long way. So I'm going to make a note for myself here. We're at 1111 and that's when we got through my first section. We get into the main topic. So I, I, that old 1111 thing, yeah, um, that I'll put that on the time marks you can jump to that and we'll get into the main topic of the day accepting compliments and critiques uh like a lot of creatives and really people in general we can struggle with imposter syndrome right um we feel like i'm not really good at this and people are going to find out i'm not really good at this and you know they're going to think i'm going to suck um guys it's just not the case you know you need to and you need to let that go. I know I still deal with it all the time. But, um, you know, 
that crosses over when we hear a compliment. We can't allow ourselves to believe that it's genuine. When someone criticizes us, we feel like, you know, they're genuinely pointing out things that we fear are true. <laughs> Further, especially when we're young, it can actually go the other way, which it did with me. I received a lot of praise from people in regard to my art, uh, which really went to my head, and that when someone tried to be constructive with me, I'd always shut them off because I'm like, I'm awesome, what are you talking about? Which is a foolish way to be, and I think you grow past that naturally as an artist, just working to try to get better. You kind of realize, you know, one of, I'm, I'm going to misquote it. I don't know if, who it was who said it. My brain goes Socrates or Plato, but I don't know that that's right. But, um, you know, the one thing I know is that I know nothing. Realizing that, that's kind of like the beginning stages of really kind of taking whatever it is you love to the next level. When you kind of realize, you know, man, I, I know, a dr I, I have a grain of sand of knowledge of this desert of what I could possibly do. And no matter what I do, there's always more to learn. So if you approach, approach it with kind of an, an open and excited, you know, thought process to being able to learn more and get better and do more things. Um, yeah, that kind of gets rid of that early age ego stuff that you can deal with. So, um, you know, and, and that happened to me when I was little because, like I said, I, I, I got a lot of praise from my art when I was young. So, which is good, you know, but it was weird because, like, the people... There'd be some people who praised the heck out of me and then other people that would just go, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and it was, it's that weird thing where you, you desperately want to try to impress those people. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like when I see celebrities that'll have hundreds or thousands of comments on a, on a social media post, the majority, 99% are positive and somebody's a dick or a troll, that's the one they focus on. That's the one that gets them. That's the one they respond to. And it can be the same way with, with compliments or criticisms, man. Like we can, we can really, really get, we can really take the ones that hit us home to heart. Um, let's start with the compliments. I mean, I have a lot of artist friends, uh, especially here in my local city. And <laughs> quite a few of them would fall into the typical, the stereotypical introverted artist. Uh, and others are a little bit more like me. Uh, so I get taking compliments can be hard. I'm sort of an extrovert in some ways, especially with my art. I love talking art. I love talking, you know, about how to try to get better and how to sell your art, like what we're doing now. I love this stuff, guys. Um, but weirdly, I, I can be introverted in a party setting, you know, and taking a compliment can be very much like figuring out how to be social at a party. For years, I used to go, Oh, I don't know these people. They're all talking amongst themselves. I don't know, you know, what to say. Nobody's talking to me. You're doing this whole kind of me, me, me in your head, which is a really normal thing to do. I didn't realize the whole time that I'm the one going off by myself, sitting down on a couch or somewhere else, kind of like away from the crowds of people talking. And if someone did engage me, I'd only engage mentally back. I mean, what the heck did I expect? Now, while I still, you know, feel that kind of anxiety in those social settings, you know, I try to float around the room. I try to listen to and, you know, smile and nod on conversations that I'm engaged in and maybe genuinely partake, comment on good points people make. Suddenly you're engaged without really trying to be. 
And being good at taking a compliment can be a lot like that. I always envision someone giving a compliment to an artist like a child offering someone a slice of cake from their birthday party. And that person also happens to be on a diet, so they don't necessarily want to take it, right? The complimenter, the child, is offering this to you sincerely. They really want you to like what they said, their cake. They want you to know that they like your work and you as an, maybe as an extension, you as an artist of this work. It may have taken them a lot to speak up and say, I really like your work. You want some cake? As an artist, the adult on the, on the diet at the kid's party, we're in complete control of how we accept this compliment. There's a big part of our brain that just wants to go, uh, no thank you. And we think about all the things that we think aren't perfect about the piece or things we could have done better. Or if you're like me when I was young, we gorge on the compliment. You know, if you like that, what about these? Oh, more cake, more cake. Uh, so what, what I've tried to do <laughs> is kind of balance that out in between is I've actually developed my own go-to. When somebody praises my work, if you know me, you've often heard, probably may have heard me say, you're very kind to say so. Thank you. Or I'm glad you like the piece. It's one I really like too. Don't spoil the kid's birthday. Don't spoil the compliment that, you know, they're genuinely sending your way. Even if you don't particularly want the cake, accept it graciously. Maybe take a bite in front of them, set it down for later, you know. But be real. Engage the person who actively wanted to engage with you. While it can be unnerving to those of us who have trouble taking compliments, not me, ego boy, <laughs> but they probably go down a whole lot better than criticisms. Criticisms are essential to an artist. Without criticism from your peers and patrons, it's hard to know what parts of your artistic abilities could use development. We can also get in a bubble uh, you know, uh, confirmation bias where uh, you don't necessarily see what you're doing right or what we're missing. And critiques can genuinely help. Uh, the next important thing, you know, for me to understand when it comes to critiques is are the people being genuine or are they just being antagonistic or being a troll? And what critiques may come from a good place? You know, I don't, you know, Maybe they come from a good place, but they don't have a bearing on your work, you know. Uh, a genuine critique, whatever it is, should be relevant to the piece and something the person who is giving the criticism has the knowledge to address. So if you have somebody who is a fellow artist and specializes in drawing hands, you know, or is an anatomy expert telling you that you need to revisit the anatomy in your hands, it's probably a valid critique to listen to. If you've painted an abstract and somebody says, this sucks, a baby could do it, uh, then they probably don't have the knowledge or experience creating art, and it's likely not a very valid critique. This is not to say that you have to be an expert to give a critique. If you, the artist, were trying to make an energetic, joyous piece of art, and you had several people repeatedly tell you that it made them feel sad, well without directly telling you you've gotten the information you need that maybe you need to revisit your color theory and composition because those are things that can get across those feelings so you know understanding what you've done that makes the piece feel sad you know build off that if you were trying to make a happy piece and somebody said it makes them feel sad ask them why 
Is it the color? Is it the composition? What about it makes them feel sad? I mean, engage, really listen in what the person's trying to say. Because to me, that's not a trying to tear you apart critic. You know, that's somebody giving you feedback. Um, if someone says your piece is too dark and I can't tell what's going on, well, you know, you don't necessarily need to be an art expert to tell you that. The first, like As I said before, the first thing you need to do in these situations is listen. So really listen. Are, you know, if you're just blowing them off, you know, that can reflect poorly on you. And if they're being combative, can make them even more combative. You know, so assess what they're trying to say. Try to determine where the criticism's coming from. Are they trying to make you better or simply trying to tear you down? Is this person an advocate for you or are they just kind of a troll? kind of a jerk um and i've had those situations where and maybe they weren't trying to be a jerk but it sure came across that way um i've had a person stop look at my artwork a couple the woman look at my artwork and go hey maybe we should have a custom painting done for so-and-so where my response is well yeah if, if you're interested in discussing having something done at some point you know feel free to take a card and the guy in the couple looked up at me, laughed, and said, from you? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. And walked away. Um, yeah, and I had another time that I had a fellow artist walk through my booth and say, you've got some really nice pieces here. Some that suck, but some really nice pieces. Now, in either cases, neither of them really offered me value or any way to improve so I literally just laughed about them to myself. I made jokes with them my, with my friends. I think I put up like a little gym meme from the office and sent it out and didn't dwell on it. Now, real critiques are a little different. I, I take to heart. I try to learn. I try to apply where to appropriate where appropriate. Um, just remember some critiques, even when well-meaning, may have no bearing on you at all. Like the old classic, you're good, but you should paint or draw X being whatever they personally think is cool or popular. My answer to this is always, I'd be happy to paint you X if you'd like to book a commission. But for me, I love creating Y. This is what gets me excited, right? Stay true to your heart and in receiving criticisms, even if you're placing them on yourself. You know, we're our own worst critics. We take the time, you know, but take the time to look back at your old work versus your new. How have you improved? Make note of it. Where would you like to do even better? Where do you need to practice to improve? Block out some time to do so. Remember, guys, art is subjective. Compliments and critiques are very much the same. Thanks for listening, guys. If you'd have, like to have any questions answered or you'd like to submit your artwork for feedback from myself or any of our guests, you can click on the message link in the Anchor Podcast main page. Send us an email at paints at gmail.com. If you think we have some good advice here in the pod, take a moment to subscribe. Rate us on your platform. That helps us get shared around so more people can find us. And hey, maybe recommend us to a fellow artist or friend who's thinking about making the leap. Until next time, this is Jim Middleton. Just keep creating.